Welcome to episode three of the Nick Rao podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome in. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. It means a great deal to me. A big welcome to each and every one of you who have made the genuine decision to turn the spotlight on yourself. My name is Nick Rowd and I will be your host for the next 45 minutes or so. A little bit about me. I'm a career coach based in New Zealand and work with individuals, groups and organisations that want to improve. I've been helping people for over 10 years and continue to get fantastic results with my clients. My purpose for these podcasts is to uncover thoughts, discover the why and ultimately dig deeper than anyone else has ever done in the pursuit of helping you, the listener, to improve. Our podcasts are a little bit different. They're conversations, not interviews, conversations with some of the best, most respected, dedicated, passionate and experienced business owners and leaders around. Between us, we part knowledge, share thoughts and ideas on a variety of topics in the pursuit of helping you improve in your career or business. Now, we may not always agree, but we were just just here to help you, uh, the listener. Our products will always be free, so don't forget to subscribe on iTunes at the Nick Rao Podcast. Thank you so much. If you'd like what you hear, then it would be really amazing if you could share this with your friends. I want to grow this community. Share it around your family, your work colleagues, and anyone else you think this will help. Thank you so much. So let's get into it. Today, I am thrilled to welcome a very special guest onto the show. To many of us, pulling on a suit is a real pain. For many of us, just knowing where to start is a complete minefield. Too many colours, too many looks, too many options. Should I wear a white shirt, a blue shirt? Should I wear a tie or not? Should I wear those shoes, etc.? How often do I take it to the dry cleaners? The list just keeps going. My guest today is one of the most respected, sought-after tailors you will find in New Zealand. A man who has created some amazing cloths and clothes for individuals. A man who continues to dress individuals for work and play, be it for that all-important occasion, when you need to look and feel your best. He has a huge clientele located here in New Zealand and all around the world. He has dressed royalty, politicians, sports stars, executives, leading professionals, etc., He's dressed all shapes and sizes, so today's, in today's episode, we're going to delve into an area that many of you have asked me to explore, ways to create a lasting look just for you, a look where you feel comfortable, in control, proud, and ready for anything the world throws at it. Just to set the scene, I've left the comforts of my shipping container, and along with my recording equipment, we're sitting in the very heart of Auckland CBD. We're set up today at RJB Design's flagship store which is a totally amazing place. You will have to make a point of popping in and meeting Ronald, Natasha and Quija. I'm surrounded, I've got to share this with you, I'm surrounded by cloth, ties, handmade shoes, leather jackets, bespoke suits ready for final fittings. Oh, and this very beautiful red Triumph TR2 1954 is sitting next to me. I had a dream last night. Ronald and I were sitting in the car doing this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) very very bizarre so look I really want to find out um, how the hell he got this car into the shop but a a bit about that later on so without further ado I'd like to welcome Mr Ronald Biddick the owner of RJB Design onto our podcast thank you Ronald for wanting to be part of this growing community and for meeting me so early this morning I've never heard the city so peaceful and quiet this is just fantastic how are you feeling? I'm feeling great thanks for having me 
Have you ever done this in the, in the past? No, never. Never done this. It's the first time. First time first podcast. Time. Yep. But you've even dressed for the occasion. I, I know, know. I didn't know that you didn't, <laughs> 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 you didn't have a camera. Oh, uh, look, the cameras could come out later. Yep. So y- you've never um, done a podcast, but you, you've, you've hold, held events in here. You've, you've, you've presented to um, leading executives in the past. How, how, do you, how do you feel about you know, being on a podcast? Well, this is much better because no one's looking at you. So no it's you and me, you. and no one's judging you. Whereas when we have our events, you're getting looked at by everybody, and you're having to speak in in front of them, and uh, not being the most um, comfortable in crowds and having to do talks, um, I've had to learn to do it. So this is a lot easier. Would you describe yourself as an introvert or an extrovert? Uh, both. So that's interesting. A lot of clients that I work with, they're either one or the other. So you say both. Just well, at times, at times you, um, when I'm on a one-to-one and I'm talking to somebody about what they're wanting or what they're trying to create or what we're trying to create for them and working out who they are, you're, you have to be more extrovert because you've got to get everything out of them. You've got to get all the desires that they want and what they're wanting to buy and what they're wanting to have and what they're wanting to do and be. Um, whereas when you're um, first speaking in front of a crowd, which I've done quite a few now, I've got better and better at it because I've ignored the fact that I'm in front of all those people and I'm giving them knowledge. And That's I'm confidence. Sharing. It's confidence. And so you, you are always trapped between two. You know, you're not just going to jump up and start talking, are you? This Look is a lot easier. This is a lot easier. Yeah. A, a lot of um, listeners around the world are getting a lot, lot of good uh, content from these people I'm meeting and, 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 and having conversations with. So look, I've seen you present a function, so I'm thrilled to, to get you finally onto the show. You've all, you always bring knowledge, comfort and honesty to your presentation, so thank you for doing that. Thanks. So tell us a little bit about you. Okay, so RJB Design is me and my wife. I'm Ronald Joseph Biddick and we created the name when we came back from England and uh, we were thinking of names for our store and my wife was the one who suggested, why don't you use your initials? So um, often we get people in who say, oh, RJB, what does it mean? Well, it actually means us. It means Natasha and I, and it's me. I'm the RJB. And when we created the store, after many years of being in the trade, I've been in this trade 35 years this year. Wow. um, You sort of, you get to a point, and we're nearly 20 years old as a company, as RJB, and you get to a point uh, 20 years ago where we had the decision, we had people saying to us, what do you want to do? Do you want to keep running? I was running Xenia in London. Do you want to keep doing that or do you want to do your own thing? And we came back to New Zealand, got married, and we thought, right, now's the right time. So we opened our store in High Street and uh, we went from there. So you're a Kiwi? I am. Born and bred. Proud. Very proud. Best country in the world. The only country in the world. So RJB Design, how would you describe it to, to our listeners? Obviously, they're not seeing. Uh, unfortunately, we're not recording this, but we will do one day. Technology <laughs> will, will follow. But um, how would you describe your business to our listeners? Um, if somebody was looking to not just create a suit, but to create something that's individual for them, you can come in here and you can buy off the peg uh, casual wear, jeans, shirts, uh, different labels like Florentino, um, out of Spain, like Cutler, like Reactor, like Orion out of Italy, uh, Cutler and Reactor are designed in New Zealand. Um, these are products that we've brought together to sell for different parts of our clients' wardrobes. Then we've got our own RJB design, which is off-the-peg suits, jackets, trousers, shirts, ties, um, supported by the best fabrics in the world. We've got our New Zealand made, which we're incredibly proud of, and we've spent many years fine-tuning it. And the idea of that is you can actually walk into RJB Design and get a 
100% New Zealand grown, tanned and created and designed in New Zealand leather jacket. Created in Christchurch, delivered into the store. We can actually tailor it to fit the person perfectly or they can buy it off the peg. And that's a, in the last year become an interesting part of the business where it's that fashion but casual um, and you can make it for any individual. Um, it's quite exceptional. A couple of guys that I look after, Solomeo, we made their suits for their last album. Um, different sizes, the fabulous guys. They're beautiful. They beautiful guys. guys. Great um, voices. Fantastic yeah. voices. And really um, great to dress, you know, from Moses to Pene to uh, um, Atamai. Um, you know, they're, they're just amazing guys to dress. And because, obviously, um, different personalities, different styles, you've got, to, you've got to be able to create what that person wants. Yep. You've got to find out from them what they want and then be able to create it. To be able to have the makers here in New Zealand and to be able to do that as good as anywhere else in the world, if not better, is fantastic. Well, this is why I wanted to get you on. You know, you, we're, we're going to talk about a few things specifically today, but from a Kiwi point of view, that proudness, that, that, that ability to, 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 to keep things local, to keep things really authentic, is really in line with my business and my values. Um, so, you know, to me, it's, it's, it's really refreshing to get somebody who's also doing a, trying to run a business and establish a business in a similar kind of way. So what, what got you into, into the fashion business? 30 years ago? 20 years yeah, ago? Well, no, 30, 35. Um, I, I liked clothing. So I straight away went into it from school. Yep. My sister started a company called Roses Alterations many years ago, and I used to help her unpick trousers. And but I, I liked clothing. I liked fashion, um, so I just pursued it and worked from the bottom and worked my way up. And you know, over the years, um, I got better and better and got more knowledge, not just fabric, but on how garments are made, how, how they're constructed, what they should look like. And when I went to England in the 1980s, end of the 80s, yep. I um, got a job as general manager of Emmanuel Dozenia. That was after running companies here in New Zealand and working my way up. And when I went in there, um, the, the one thing that I'm incredibly proud of is in the first year we doubled the turnover of Emmanuel Dozenia in New Bond Street. How did we do it? We first worked out how to train the staff in a better way of delivering what they mm. were delivering. And then we worked out how to make the garment better and teaching the Italians to make an English-fitting suit but made in Italy. That was a huge thing. So Anna Zegna, um, Giulio Zegna, who I worked for, um, the company was absolutely incredible. Um, the, the, what you had at your hands was the ability to be able to create a store that could deliver the best product to every single individual. And all we wanted to do was to be able to uh, get those clients to come back. And if those clients came back twice, you've doubled your turnover. Now, it wasn't just sales. It was delivering the product that the client wanted. You're in a superior um, uh, world mm. of fashion, mm. and what you want to do is you want to be able to deliver what they want. I'll um, never forget when I saw, there was a guy who owned Annabelle's nightclub, and he pulled up outside. I was upstairs in, in an office, and I saw him, and I came downstairs, and he was an older guy wearing tracksuit pants. He had... Um, stains on them, he didn't look great, he was a bit dishevelled uh, he walked in, two of the staff ignored him, he went oh downstairs wow. I looked after him and he spent thousands of pounds uh, he owned one of the best nightclubs in London at the time mm. and left and one of the salesmen said to me, how did, you, how did you know who that guy was and I said I didn't, but you should never judge what that guy looks like because you just don't know, once you start talking to them, once you find out what they want 
and you dress them for what they want, mm. you've, you've won. It's you know? so interesting. You, uh, we, we all meet people every day, and one thing I learned as a, uh, as a child from my parents was never judge a book by its cover. Yeah, never. You know, they could turn up in the, the, the crappiest car in the world, they could be disheveled, but they could be, they could have a, the, the most money that any of us could ever dream of. Yep. So you right. should never judge a person. So it's yeah. how you treat humans in life, isn't it? Yep. So look, you've run your business for many years now. What do you love about being the owner? What do you love about, you know, the buck stops with you? Uh, well, you're in, you're in control of your own destiny. Um, we've had good times mm. and we've had ba bad times. I, it's the same as any industry. I've had great people help me from my recently my brother who's uh, been a fantastic help and yep. how to fundamentally run my business which you do have to uh, always be aware of my wife and I work incredibly well as a team um, we feed each other as in the sense of ideas creation she, she looks after all our windows and window displays she sells in the shop she it looks we buy together it does look she you know, does you an just amazing walk around and you can just see so yep. much um, effort that goes into something from a huge, family point of view it's huge brilliant um, we've bought our Alpha, speaking of family, my daughter Marcella and Sam, they've grown up in the business. Yep. So from day one, uh, when we didn't have kids, uh, to having the kids and having them in the fitting room <laughs> in a cot, um, to... Um, you had them you in, know, a cot, in, in a cot, in the fitting room, room. my sister-in-law feeding them out the back of the shop. But that is a real you know, family business. loved it because they, they, they see that you're, you know, you're 100% yes. in your business. Engaged. And I'm lucky that my, my partner and, and I are both 100% engaged in what we're doing. So... You know, you touched on a good thing about having good people around you, having having the right people to lean on. Um, we all make cock-ups in business. We all make bad mistakes. But I suppose what, what I'm hearing from that is 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 trusting your instincts, trusting what you what you know is right for you, and what what value you stand by. Is that is that fair to say? Is that is that something how you you run your business? Yeah, you, you've got to be. I've learned over the years. You've got to be honest with yourself. Learn to take advice. Learn to change. Change with the market. I mean, when I was driving in, I heard about um, this stupid councillor in Hamilton trying to get Amazon to go to Hamilton to set up Amazon's warehouse. Yep. The reason I say stupid councillor is she's not looking at the big picture. She's looking at her picture. And um, what I find annoying is that when people look at things, they don't actually think of the big picture. Yep. So when we look at our business, we look at what we're selling, how we're selling it, where the product's made, what it's made of. Uh, where the cloth is growing. Mm. So we uh, we look at all of those things. And to bring it back to your question, if you look at what we do and how we do it, if we don't change and evaluate and work better and smarter, but stick to the values that we have, which is how we make the garment, mm. what it's made of, where it's made, um, you're not going to deliver what you actually no. believe. No. Now, I could do this for another 20 years. I could do it for another 30. I had a... 83-year-old bespoke tailor worked for me for many years till he passed away. He was absolutely brilliant, Peter Rigby. He made some unbelievable garments, 35-year huntsman trained, oh Savile wow. Row tailor. Wow. He was a wonderful guy, and him and I had the same philosophy. You keep working because you love it. Yeah. You keep working because it's something that you are doing as a person that uh, rewards you, yeah. your family, and your clients. And most, there's nothing more satisfying than someone coming in and then them walking out um, after a period of time with exactly what they wanted for that occasion. Mm. And the confidence and the ability to be able to dress people. And I mean, we, we do, in a small way, create some of the greatest people's jobs by the way that they look. In the first five seconds, you are judged by the way that you look. I think that's a really <coughs> good point. And we're 
we I want to dig into that because a lot of clients of mine come in and and, and we'll talk about that in a, in, a, in a little bit of time. But for, you know we're surrounded by some of the largest corporates around the world. We've got Ernst and Young, we've got Westpac, we've got Tiffany's up the road. You know you're really in the hub of Auckland CBD. In your opinion, you've moved from High Street down to towards Bridemart. How's men's fashion changed over the years? We're in Bridemart. So we're on we're the corner of customers. We are Bridemart. We are Bridemart. <laughs> we are part of Bridemart. The levee building. Um, fashion has changed dramatically. And what's happened is the new generation that's coming up are paying more attention to detail. Mm. I mean, today we're doing a podcast. Uh, my generation didn't look at podcasts, didn't look at the internet, didn't look at all of this media that's available to the young guys now. And young guys are actually starting to become very savvy. They want to look good. They know that for their jobs and for their careers, they have to. Mm. And there's so much more out there now that people can get information from. People like me uh, here, we've got, we have an incredible style. We have a, a beautiful shop, um, an amazing area. With, when you look at Tiffany's, it's opened up. You know, that's a landmark building. It's going to be there for 100 years. They yep. haven't invested what yep. they're going to do without being there. And the same, we've invested in this amazing corner shop. We have beautiful antiques. We've got um, things like the cars that we put in the shop. Why? Design and style. Mm. So you're creating taste. You're creating things for people to have a goal, to, mm. to, to mm. aspire to. You know, we, we can uh, do something that nobody else has done, and that is create somebody's um, everyday life and make it better. And if you're able to do it and do it right, you know, there's nothing to it. We've got some of the best clients in New Zealand. We've worked very hard to keep those clients. And they come to us because of knowledge, because of what we offer and how we offer it. And I think, you know, going back, and we're, we're going to dig in a bit around confidence and, and how you look and how you feel really does set yourself up for the day. I know getting out of bed very early this morning to get across to the city to, 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 to run this podcast with, with yourself. You know, I'm, I'm standing in the pitch black trying to wake my son Louis up and, you know, trying to put a shirt and tie on and a suit and the shoes on without disturbing on it. It's so hard, but I know if I chose the wrong attire, I would feel completely different to how I feel right now standing in front of you. So, look, we hear and re we re read and hear a lot of, uh, around continuing to grow and develop ourselves. What lessons would you like to part with us around, around running a successful business? Lessons. Um or failings. Yeah. We, we well, learn every, by our failings. Every every day, uh, Natasha and I, we wake up and we, we're a seven-day shop. Mm. Um, I work six days. Occasionally, some weeks, I'll work seven. Um, my uh, um, family have taught me that you've got to take that day off. You've got to relax. You've got to refresh yourself, recharge your batteries. Um, it's, a, it's a commitment to a life that you live. And one thing that uh, if you want excellence, you don't stop. No. So you can't stop. So you've got to have vision. You've got to be able to... How, how do I fuel myself <coughs> from looking at people, looking at magazines? I love movies. I love, um, there's a new movie called The Kingsman that's come out. I've seen The Kingsman. And it's out. Yeah. And it's a fantastic movie. Okay. A bit violent, but fantastic okay. movie. Um, but there's an orange velvet jacket, and the buses were going past the shop, and I saw the advert. Yeah. So I thought, right, I'm making that. So I got the English outfit, and uh, black silk, uh, peak lapel, black silk button, uh, black silk buttons on the sleeve, working. Um, it's a burnt orange. It's an amazing colour, and I've got it made up, and it's going to be here on Friday. It's oh taken wow. two weeks to make it. <laughs> Just so happens I made it in my size, <laughs> but it's, so it's the whole. Bird. It's the whole idea. It's the whole idea of when you see something and creating it. Yeah. There's a, mo a, a magazine that a very good friend of ours brings into us called The Rake. It's an English magazine. Incredible design, incredible style, from watches to clothes. 
to boats to cars and it's all about that whole journey in life. You know, we go through different stages on what we desire mm. and what we like and the luxury that we have is we are helping people with that journey and there's different stages of your life that you're going to create different things. The nice thing about creating garments is that you are from the wedding mm. right mm. through to the very successful business yep. to the very special occasion where you're on a world stage yep. um, and the ability to be able to do that, it fuels you. You know, I had a guy yesterday who came in who's immigrating to New Zealand, very successful man. Um, we're tailor-making him a, a fantastic, it's, it's called a, like a peacoat. It's a deconstructed jacket that he can put with his casual wear because he works from home. He doesn't need a suit. Um, it's made out of an awesome fabric, um, which is slightly waterproof. It's got a, a dolme lining in it, which is uh, in a purple. The buttonholes will be purple. It's tailored for him. It's going to be a one-off. No one else is going to have it. And in RJB Design, we make one-offs. And, and we I can think say, that's the you know, uniqueness yeah, about the is. business. It's you very know, you're cool. Not, you're not the high street store. You're going to no. get, and, and, and this isn't a sales pitch or anything like that. These, this podcast is a conversation to really help people improve in their everyday life. You know, you can come into a store, you can spend some time with Ronald, Natasha and Quija and really walk out feeling comfortable and, 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 and knowing exactly that if that is a special occasion, be it your wedding day, your job interview, your promotion, you know, your, your, your daughter or son's graduation ball, there's going to be something that you can have just for yourself. So apart from the Kingsman and apart from uh, making a beautiful uh, velvet jacket that fits you, what else do you do to stay ahead of this this game? It's really fast-paced retail. Yeah. You know, it's such an ever-changing, dynamic world we live in. But what, what kind of things do you as a business owner do to stay ahead of the pack, ahead of the game? You, you, never, you never stop. You're travelling... You're um, looking at ranges. You buy six months to a year in advance mm. on indent stock. That stock that you've bought, which is arriving now, which we bought nine months ago, and um, that's uh, your brands like Florentino. It's designed and created in Spain. You're looking at what they design. You're looking at what they create. You're putting your handwriting and your flair into it and looking at your clients and buying for what you think your clients would like. Um, so we're always six months ahead of the game. So you're always predicting always. the future? Yep. Or no, always, always predicting the future. In the sense of um, what is becoming fashionable, and that's getting harder because the internet is making things faster. People have lost patience. They don't want to wait. Time short. Yep, totally. And their focus. You know, we have guys who come in and they want to design your wedding suit. So I tell them to slow down. It takes five weeks to make the garment. You um, get, get a Pinterest page. Put all of the pictures, now this is me saying get a Pinterest page, I mean it's, it's bizarre, I never even know what Pinterest was two years ago. Um, you, you, you get a Pinterest page. <laughs> I still page. don't. <laughs> <laughs> you get a Pinterest page. Pinterest? Pinterest. Okay. And you get all the photos of, like say for example you like Beckham, yep. or you like these other stars that you see dressed in a yep. certain look, and you get your partner to have ins her insight, you put it all together and then let's, uh, you can work out what is it you like about those garments, and then it makes it easier to create that garment. So how do we keep ahead of the game is you're not ahead of the game, you're in it. You're in it 24-7 and you're doing it every day. You know, we come up with ideas um, on, on the go. We're not, not, we're not doing things like, oh, now everyone's going to wear this. It doesn't happen we'll like all that. all wear black or no. we'll all wear grey. No, It's interesting, the, 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 the picture board that you use in my coaching business, I get clients who sit with me and we're talking about their future, their future career plan. And some people are quite visual. Some people prefer words or written. 
So when they're the visual type, I really get them to go away and think about the things that they want to achieve, and that could be putting pictures down on a board, and we sit down and we, we regroup, and we kind of put some plans in place to, to kind of bring that to life. No different to your business, no different to really thinking about what does my clientele want and or need from me in a year's time. Yep. Um, look, I've just noticed around your shop, and it's blown me away, your clientele. Um, look, I don't want you to, 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 to break any rules or trade secrets, but I see signed thank you pictures around your shop from the likes of Prince Charles, Prince William, Prince Harry, John Alomo, Sir John Key. Just share with us a little more about what that means to you. Um, it's a huge achievement, and what we, we never intended on putting all this up on the wall um, when we first started. Right. You know, we didn't want a, a pizza shop with all the famous people who said, yeah. pizza. <laughs> thank you for the <laughs> <my> margarita. <laughs> But uh, over time, we've done some incredible um, challenges and incredible goals. And I had the greatest pleasure of making Jonah Lomu suits for many years. He was a friend, um, incredibly kind man. I went to my daughter's school once and inspirationally talked to the kids about what it is to be a, a, a sporting star. Yeah. His time and everything, you know, it was just amazing. And I had great pleasure in making him uh, um, wedding suits and his everyday suits, his last suit that he wore. On in the World Cup that was ours, including the shoes that we had handmade for him by Barker's in the UK. Um, you know, Barker shoes, 1880 quality, beautiful. Um, Will Carling said to him on the field, you know, you look great. And, and he had the greatest pleasure of saying, oh, it's made in New Zealand, my suits wow. from RJB Design. And that's going on to a sports arena. That was amazing, you know. And that's huge, Ronald. It's neat. It's really neat. He was an amazing guy. I do miss him. He was a really lovely guy. Um, Bill Nighy uh, came into our shop in High Street and he was across the road at a store called Keith Matheson and I said to them I rang them and I said do you know who you got in your shop I said that's Bill Nighy, he's awesome and he came across and I said to him I loved you in love actually and he laughed and he said usually only women say that <laughs> <laughs> I said I don't care, I love the movie <laughs> but um, we made him a couple of really beautiful navy flannel suits um, huge privilege uh, Giancarlo Esposito um, American actor I've made him several beautiful suits. There's a photo of him in June this year wearing one of our suits on the red carpet at the latest movie that he had launched. Um, amazing guy. Um, Prince Charles, Prince William and Prince Harry have a jade cloth from us given by RJB Design to them. Um, we dress, we've had the privilege of dressing John Key, who I immensely respect, um, for the last uh, nine years. You know, We've done an incredible amount of suits for him for all on the world stage and without any... You know, secrets being passed. Mm -hmm. um, we we were uh, given the opportunity to be able to give the best cloth, one of the best cloths that New Zealand has produced, and that's jade. It's a Super 160 pure merino woven by the Halden Range. Dick Bell wove the, uh, grew the fabric. Uh, Naitar, who gifted the jade, when John was sa uh, said he was going to the royal wedding, um, we, we discovered the cloth. We thought this is perfect. We made the first suit in the world, which was for Mr. Sir John Key, to, John Key. Um, to wear to that wedding. It was superb. Um, the How did he feel? You know, he felt great. He came, the there's an interview that he did on the radio where he, he came from the shop and he had just picked up his beautiful um, tailor-made garment and he spoke eloquently about it, that he was excited about it. And it was because it's New Zealand grown, New Zealand engineered, woven in England and then made up here by us. Mm. And uh, from that point, we were then given the opportunity to gift to Prince Charles who then went on and got more and then to Prince William when he came to New Zealand and then to Prince Harry which my wife and I delivered to Kensington Palace when which you went was amazing there. Yeah, it was amazing and 
that cloth I'm incredibly proud of because we put that on the world stage. Um, there's not many small little retail stores that can say that they've had the opportunity to do things like that. And we, we, you know, we've dressed some amazing people over, over the years and we're very proud of it. And uh, that adds to what you do. Now, will we continue to do it? Yes, most definitely. Um, and, and people from all walks of life. That doesn't mean we're an ultra expensive store. We're not. You can actually buy things here at an incredibly reasonable price. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's not, uh, but we do go right to the top. Hmm. So just a very quick example behind us, the 175 years celebration of Dormay creating fabric. We're the only store in New Zealand to be given the cloth, which is Super 200 and Vicuna. Um, there's only enough fabric to make 16 suits in the world in each cloth. And we do have the clientele that can buy that. Now, that's an incredible cloth. It's a super, super fine merino, super 200, w mixed with 10% vicuna. One of the rarest fabrics in the world. And Dormay are the only people who can create that fabric. And RJB Design have given the, been given the privilege to be able to that's offer fantastic. that to clients. But so for pretty cool. For little old New Zealand, I come yep. back to it. I deal with CEOs and uh, managing directors of businesses. And we, we, we sometimes beat ourselves up about how small we are. But really, we don't understand or appreciate how powerful we can be on the world stage and that's a great example of, of that range and, and what you can do for the for the for the for your business and for others and if you look at the new zealand growers the new zealand merino wool growers we punch way above our weight yep. as to what we have to offer so i love selling um <coughs> anything that's grown in new zealand and woven in england you've got the best of the both worlds yep. you've got the best weavers and you've got the best growers New Zealand Merino is one of the, the top in the world from Super 160, Super 200, Super 240. There's a farm in the South Island um, which actually grows a Super 240 Merino and is sold around the world. It's, it's the best. It's, you know, these things are, uh, are here and, and we can use them. And this is stuff, you know, this, 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 this really goes on to, um, you know, dealing with humans and individuals. You know, when I was researching for this podcast and preparing myself, uh, around the conversation that I wanted to kind of bring to our listeners today. I was reading in a magazine that the most expensive suit that was ever made and sold, mm -hmm. I think it was $95,000. $126,000. Was it $126,000? Yeah, Vicuna. Vicuna. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, you've Amazing. gone from 300 bucks all the way up to that e yep. extreme. Yep. How many of those are you going to sell this year? Uh, none. None. <laughs> <laughs> so look, you, you know, these guys that come in, not only the, the, the everyday uh, business person, the, the manager, the, the worker, um, the, the, the leading politician, the, the, the sports star, why do you think they come and choose to work with you? Uh, sometimes it can be an accident that they've just walked in here, to be because so you're brutally honest, because we're in the right location. Yeah. And then once we start talking and we start working out what they want and what, what they're wanting it for and where they're, where they're going from there, um, you, you soon understand, they understand that we can do what they want mm. and we understand what they want and what their parameters are. Um, but one of the, probably the key um, reason people come to you is one, experience, honesty and ability. And if you actually look at what we're able to do, we can do a true bespoke garment. I'm making a suit for a woman at the moment. Um, she is uh, very knowledgeable. She knows exactly what she wants. We have a bespoke tailor that will just work on that garment. There isn't many other stores no. in New Zealand that can do that. And is it uh, slightly more expensive? Yes, it is, because you're, you're creating a single garment. It's 
hand cut, a calico is made, you fit the calico, before you cut the fabric, you make sure that you've got all the dimensions and design features in there, then you cut the fabric, you construct it, you then fit it, then you, uh, it goes back and then you fit it again, and then it goes back and then it comes back, final fitting, finish the buttonholes, garment done. How many it's hands would that go through? One, two, two, two people. Hands. It's me. Uh, yep. Well, it's me doing all the fittings yeah, yeah. and Elizabeth doing all the actual sewing and creating. Um, how, now, how now, don't forget the fabric. Don't forget the fabric has been gone from a grower. So, if you see one of my bespoke suits, I always find this quite fascinating. Yeah. And I did actually put this in process in Xenia when I was over there. To make a suit from start to finish, uh, like a Super 100 Armadeus suit, 75 people from the grower to the weaver to the tailors to me to the finish. So 75 people have touched that suit. So when you look at the cost of that suit and you work out how much it costs to actually create it, yep. it's huge. Yep. Um, now to make a bespoke single garment, uh, it can be from the, the fabric and then Elizabeth and me. And why have we gone down that track? It's because no matter what area you come from, the desire to get that perfect fitting garment, mm. that, that look of cloth that no one else has got, I'm going to an event and I don't want to look like everybody else. You know, you come in here, we're a menswear store, but we still do women's bespoke. Um, we don't do a lot. We do it for individuals and clients, wives, and, and special people who want something special. The pressure must therefore always be on you. You know, how you mentioned it at the very start, but how do you kind of keep the lid on things that explode around you? How do you, how do you recharge your batteries? What do you do when the, when the door shuts of an evening? <laughs> Apart from a glass of wine, a glass of red wine. <laughs> uh, my wife and I have an amazing. Noir, I hope. Yeah, well, definitely, <laughs> and New Zealand. Um, but my wife and I have an amazing ability. Well, we've developed amazing ability to have to shut off yep. when we go home. And often she'll say shut up because yep. I'll be asking things about work and talking about things all the time. And a classic example last night, and this, I was asking her questions about what we were doing That's this morning, stuff. and oh she well. said, "Look, it just." answer the questions, don't waffle, and do the job. It's and a conversation. It's, it's a conversation. It's what we want yeah, to do exactly. in this podcast is bring conversations to yep. life to help people. Exactly. And it's and um, one of the things that we've developed, we've got two wonderful kids, yep. and so you, you've got to separate your family life to your business life. Very hard when you're a small business mm. and you're doing everything. Um, but you do. you just got to separate it. And, you know, we, like I said, we love movies. We love music. We love, we do a, we do a, a lot with family. Family is important. Mm and you've got special events that happen. We just had a nephew's wedding recently, which we uh, did a suit, obviously, uh, made him look absolutely fantastic. It was a beautiful wedding. Um, and all those things help you recharge. Everyday life helps you recharge. I love food. I love coffee. I used to be a bigger man. I'm now a slimmer man. Unfortunately, developed diabetes. It's all the disciplines of life. You've got to. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I've got great clients. The funny thing is, when you go and see um, um, doctors, you know, for me, I turn around to a doctor and say, why are you dressed like that? I'm paying you what to come and see you? True. Dress smarter. You're a doctor. You're a professional. So I see people on an everyday life and often I'll be cheeky and, and say, you know, what do you do? How do you look? What do you... Well, come and see me. Mm. You know, come in, come in the shop mm. and have a look. Um, and I, I think it comes with that confidence around feeling um, open that you can speak to your clients or potential clients in an honest approach. I think it's so refreshing when people can have meaningful, honest conversations as opposed to the PC brigade, if whatever you want to call it. So for you, classic or modern? Both. Both. Mm. No preference? No. Um, I, I, I'm tailoring at my heart. You want to tailor a garment so it's constructed correctly. Um, soft tailoring, which is a soft shoulder pad, which has come in, almost no shoulder pad. 
um, that's become more and more popular. It's actually harder to make um, because you've got to get the fit absolutely perfect, but it's a very rewarding when you see it on the person and it looks sharp. I made a wedding suit for a chap who's picking it up tax-free today. I dropped it out to the airport last night, so we made sure that it was there. And the, um, the big thing of making, the pressure of making a wedding suit perfect is intense. Yeah. You've got to get the fits right, you've got to get the timing right, you've got to get the fabric right. Every part of it's got to be right. And you're pleasing two people. You're pleasing the bride and you're pleasing the groom. The groom, first of all, because he's the one wearing it. Yeah. Most important, the bride, because she's looking at him. She's the one who's saying, I do. And it's a, you know, that, that is quite a pressure situation, but it's not a pressure if you're enjoying it and you're loving it. Um, that's so an like interesting point, and I, I think that's a real good point to think about. It's not a pressure if you enjoy it, yeah. if you enjoy what you do. Yep. And so many people out there are, are in jobs or in careers that they just think, what the hell am I doing this for? Well, so my, my wife's, um, one of the things that she always says is a, a problem is an opportunity. Yep. And uh, that is true. If you make a mistake, correct it. If you get it wrong, recreate it. Yep. Um, we're lucky that we're in the industry where we've got very loyal clients mm. and very um, focused clients. So if you ask the right questions, you'll get those answers. Yep. And then you've got to deliver what you say you're going to deliver. We're making a suit for you for the 12th of, uh, of this month, and it'll be here on the 12th. And the girls that are, are making it know exactly the parameters of what we've got to do. Yep. Now, that's taken us years to get to that point where I've been able to be able to put a little bit more pressure on them and say, no, this has to be done. Um, there is no excuses. Mm. You know, we've got to get this timeline. And, and it doesn't matter. That's if hard. It doesn't matter if it's John Key. Doesn't, doesn't matter, matter who it is. Prince everybody. Well, one thing that I I pride myself on, I treat everybody exactly the yep. same. Doesn't matter who you are. Um, you know, it's a privilege for people to come in here. It's a privilege for us to serve them. So treat them the same. It doesn't matter who you are. We had a person who was a little bit unfortunate. She was a little bit. Um, uh, not quite all there and she saw the car and she walked in and started walking around and talking about the car we don't ask them to leave no. I talk to her um, that person's you know, got her difficulties but she's seen the car it's reminded of something in her life that she had that chapter mm. you're going to be a kind person you talk to them yep. and then that she went on her way and you, know, um, you might have other people in the shop thinking what the hell mm. are they doing here well we're a store and people, uh, we're an environment where people come in and enjoy. Our Christmas windows, you know, we do a lot of work on making our windows look fantastic. We've got beautiful windows. Um, and the reason we do that, I remember when I was a kid, we used to drive up from Hamilton, go to um, Smith & Coe's with my parents and look at the windows. You come up uh, and you go and see the farmer's building up in Hobson Street. You, you go up to the top, top floor, top. Yep. you know, yep. and... All those experiences are things that we can enjoy with people here. And we have kids coming in the shop getting absolutely excited about the cars or something else that's here. Eventually, those kids might come here and be a yep. client. Yep. So, you know, everyone's important. You've just got to gotta enjoy it and you've got to enjoy the journey. Mm. And it's, that's the hard part. Yeah. I recently put out some um, articles that went, went out to our subscribers and they were focusing on the interview day. And another one was the world judges you on how you look. How important do you feel it is to dress for the, for the occasion? That's crucial. The, the, the thing that we're entering now is because of all the um, social media and everything like that, people have forgotten the disciplines of being able to turn up to an event, look the part, deal with people and deal professionally. Um, it's like when people say, I'm going to an interview. Mm. I always ask the, the key questions. Who's interviewing you? What's the company like? What do they look like? And then you work out what the person is, who the person is, and what they feel comfortable in. You're not going to go out and buy an expensive suit, shirt and tie, if you're going to go for a, an average job. But you are going to dress for the person that you're being interviewed by. The most important thing 
dress for yourself. Yeah. Now I've just contradicted myself because That's I've right. said dress for that person, dress for that. The most important thing is when you go to go to a, a, a special event, when I go and present something, I'd better be wearing a beautifully tailored suit and have an impeccable collar. When I see these presenters on TV and their collars are curled or they've got a dent in them or you look at their tie and it's not tied properly or you look at their suit and it's dishevelled and you sort of look at it and you think, really, really? You're, mm. you're a presenter. You're a person who, you know, I've made things for John Campbell, very nice guy, um, looks really sharp, loves his suits. Um, lots of other presenters we've made for and they, some of them, you know, they have to have a budget and they have to, these restraints. Yep. But yep. at the end of the day, they are the picture that <coughs> tells people what you should look like. So when you go for an interview, you've got to feel confident. Do, do the effort. Get yourself the right shirt, mm. the right tie if you have to wear a tie. You know, the saying of ties are dead. Ties are never dead. They go in waves. It's every five to seven years. They're in fashion, they're out of fashion. You're just about to see them come back. So you're seeing more and more people starting to wear them. What does a tie do? Makes you feel more formal. Makes you feel more focused. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing when you're going to an interview? You're focused. You're wanting to tell that person, employ me, because I've got the talent. The first five seconds are the most crucial seconds because they look at you from head to toe. Clean your shoes. Make sure your shoes are polished. You know, it's all the little detail. If you look at your hair, if you look at the way you're groomed, you know, we sell grooming products, Triumph and Disaster, shaving products. it's very important and what people have forgotten is some mum and dads may not tell that child that they have to do this when they first go out in the workforce but the reality is you do and we are a superficial world yep. we look at people and we judge them so you know it's incredibly important so that we put all, we, we put ourselves in uncomfortable positions every day um, where we feel a tad nervous you know meeting new people going for those job interviews our wedding days um, when somebody comes off the street for the first time, comes into your store, what's the first thing you do to help them? Say hello. <laughs> Say hello. <laughs> um, I've actually had people come in here and their hands are shaking. Really? And it's because they're nervous, nervous to come into the shop. And what you've got to do is, you, for me, you put them at ease. You know, you have a conversation. Have a, a gentle conversation, who they are, what they do, you know, why they're here. You know, you're here for a purpose. Um, so and make it enjoyable and make it what they want. You know, you're not going to come in, in here and, um, you know, we're not going to pressure sell you. If the whole idea is about a relationship. Yep. I've got clients that have shopped with me for 20, 25 years. Now, why have they shopped with me for that long? Because I look after them. Hmm. You know, not only price, but also quality. And also, you're not, you're not here for a, a quick sale. You're here for a journey. Hmm. And the best clients are the ones that you keep forever. When someone's nervous, how do you stop being nervous? You breathe. You just relax. You've got to relax. You've got to centre yourself. And the hardest thing in any life is to, if when you've got a conversation and you're a little bit unsure about it, is how do you create yourself that calmness? You breathe. You just relax. Take your mind off the seriousness of the situation and try and refocus yourself. You're in the, uh, going somewhere for a purpose. And that's a big reality check. Look what's just happened over the last few days in America. Oh, terrible. Back to reality, isn't it? Yep. You know, that dreadful and... Um, our thoughts and wishes goes out to all those families over there. Um, first impressions, we touched on it, but what makes a lasting first impression, do you feel? Uh, your personality. Before you say that, so before words come out, do you think that's, that's important? Well, no. Well, before you say it, it's the way you look. So if you, if you have, if the reality is, is if you're going for a, let's just say, for example, you're going for your uh, banker's job. If you don't look like you're dressed to work with that bank, you're not going to get that job. 
doesn't matter what you say, what you uh, bring. It brings an element of doubt. So question if you go, yeah, if you're going mark. to a law firm, the same thing. If you're going to a retail store, I had one of my best staff come to me many years ago, and he walked in and he had his girlfriend with him. He was wearing a pair of shirts and a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, and he walked in and he goes, "Hey mate, have you got any jobs going?" And I said to him, "Let me give you a bit of advice. When you next go for an interview, don't bring your girlfriend, and secondly, uh, dress for the place that you're going to." He went away the next day and came back in a trouser and a shirt oh, and came in and I gave him a job. He worked for me for five years. Now, he was a great guy. And, then, and he worked for us for three years and then went away and then came back for another two years. And we're great friends. And um, what I loved about what we did for him was we gave him the opportunity. Yeah. Now, what everyone forgets is when you're going for an interview, you've got to respect the company you're going to because they're the ones who are going to give you the opportunity to get the job. Now, you have to think about how do I look. Now, we get guys every day walking in here who are from overseas, who are passionate young guys. They're here on their OE. They want, they want to work, you know, but they, they're wearing um, track pants or they're wearing baggy pants with crutch drops. And, <laughs> and you look at it and you think, really? You're, you're really coming in here looking for a job? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to employ them because of the way that they look. Um, and I think now, more than ever, people have to start learning. We teach a lot of people a lot of these things. How to tie a tie how to tie a bow tie, how to iron a shirt, how to dry clean a suit. You know, if you've got a really good fabric, I've got gentlemen whose suits I make that last five years, wearing them once a week, every week, they dry clean them twice a year. You over dry clean. Yeah, you over dry clean. If you've got five suits and you rotate your suits, you're only wearing it once a week. By the time you go back to wearing that suit, if it's a good fabric, the creases have fallen out of it, the moisture from everyday wear is gone, Mm. and it's ready to go. And if you hang them up and brush them, it's the care that looks after them that make them last. Well, it makes it a very affordable suit because you're looking after it. And every time you put it on, it's a pleasure. Yeah, and, and you feel comfortable. You feel great. You feel proud. Yeah, confident. Your confidence would go through the roof. Yep. I'm glad we've touched on that point because a lot of people that come and sit with me and, and work with me from a coaching point of view, I'd say 99% of the time it sits with confidence. Yeah. And if you're looking and feeling comfortable, that confidence will exude. That will just come through. We dress some of the um, top performers in New Zealand and internationally. We've got a lot of international clients. Why do they do what they do and how well do they do it? There has to be an element of presentation. So when you present yourself, if you're talking to a board, if you're talking to a country, if you're talking to an individual, you have to look a certain part. A T-shirt and jeans will only cut it so far. The professional world, the international world, how did I get to work on a world stage? I, I simply adopted the basic values. How you look, um, how you present yourself. You've got to have the knowledge. You've got to have the uh, skills and ability. Substance. But, you, yep. but to get there, it's that journey of building up the experience. So look, I'm seeing a shift. And again, I could be reading this completely wrong. Going, starting my career in a CA firm where it was very much pinstripe, um, waistcoat, you know, everything w- was very traditional to then the, the last probably 10, 15 years where you, I call it that dress down Friday feel. I'm certainly feeling and seeing a shift in businesses going back towards wearing more traditional suits. Is that fair or am I really misreading that? No, no, that's totally bang on. Um, the, the smart casual has lifted its game. It's a smart casual jacket. It could be a jeans, but it's a dress shirt, a really sharp looking shirt and a nice jacket and it's lifted that casual wear. So people are having to dress smarter. It's, it's, if you were to look at economies and how things change, because I've done this for so long now, we can actually see the recessions and the hard parts because of the way people dress. 
Now, if you were a banker and you wore a bold pinstripe suit in 2008, you couldn't wear that in 2009 mm. because everybody would think, uh-oh, here comes a banker. Um, now, all of these sort of things, that the way people dress and, and the occasions, it, it's crucial. Yeah. So smart, um, you'll see young people uh, wearing very fitted suits. They're young, they're fit, um, their trousers are far too short. There's a fashion at the moment that people like to wear these short trousers, but that's just style, that's their style. And if they want that, you know, you make it. Um, but you are, you're seeing a, a, a real pressure on people to have to perform and you're seeing a real pressure on people having to look the part. And that comes to looking smart every day. Mm. You're not going to wear a tie five days a week. No. You're going to wear it four, maybe three, maybe two, depending on the job. But you're going to have to have one in your wardrobe. Mm. I had a gentleman who had a luncheon that he had to present to yesterday. His PA came down and picked up a couple of ties for him to choose one um, because he was going to a luncheon. He was sitting at the main table and he had to wear a tie. He didn't take a tie into the office. So luckily, we're not that far from his office and we're, we're very happy to provide him a tie and um, he looked the part. So, you know, that's a, an example of every day you yep. have to have yep. something there to be able to make sure you For do. the occasion. Yeah. So this red car sitting next to me, it's gorgeous, it's, isn't it? It's absolutely stunning. Leather, suede, red, we should have done the podcast, isn't it? Why, why, how did you get it? I asked in the intro. How the hell did you get that We've into the store? two wonderful front doors. We uh, opened them both up and it reversed back in. Owned, no. by, owned by our client since 1971. 1954 wow. TR2. Fully restored. Beautiful design. The lines and the curves and the, the whole look of it. You, you cannot not enjoy it. No. It might not be mechanically the most superior car, but design and error, it's beautiful. And the gentleman who owns it, they very kindly lend it to me and a lot of our clients do. We put cars and motorbikes in the shop. Two reasons. One, I love them. I love the design and the look of them. It's inspiring. And two, to be able to share that with clients is fantastic. Yeah. Look, I think we should have done the podcast in there. But maybe <laughs> next time. So look, I think we should wrap this up now. Um, as a final passing note, um, um, thank you so much, Ronald, for being part of our podcast. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for sharing some really insightful thoughts and ideas that I really hope our li listeners will get something from. So look, if you're ever in, ever in Auckland, do take the time to come in and meet Ronald at RJB Design. His shop is on the corner of Custom Street East in Bridamart. Well, that's it for our conversation today. Be sure to tune in to our next one. And don't forget to email me, nick at raocareers.co.nz, if, if you need any help. I will ensure we get our show notes and links up on, out onto the website. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nick Rao podcast on iTunes. Wherever you are in the world, thanks for being part of this. Take care. Look after yourself and those you care about. See you soon on the Nick Rao podcast.